Welcome to Community Association Car Chat. The number one nationally recognized community association video podcast. Join your host, David Velasco and Steve Roderick, advisors at JGS Insurance, a Baldwin Risk partner, every Monday as they catapult the multifamily industry forward by providing education and information about a host of topics that affect the community association world today. You can watch the show every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern live on LinkedIn or listen wherever you get your podcasts as Dave and Steve give you your weekly dose of laughter and learning from the best in the industry. Let's get into this week's episode with our very special guest. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. (laughs) You know, I'm so excited today, Steve. Good morning, David. Why is that? I'm excited because we have a great guest today. Today's guest is is a friend. I enjoy working with her. I consider her a friend of mine. I've known her since the first day I walked into my very first CAI event. So I'd like to welcome to the show Miss Lauren Vadenay, and she is the Director of Business Development for ResCom. Lauren, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell our viewers a little bit about yourself and what you guys do at ResCom? Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. I can't believe it's taking you this long to invite <laughs> me on. Thank you. As as Steve mentioned, I'm Lauren. I'm the Director of Business Development for ResCom. I've been with the company about 10 years now and an active member of CAI New Jersey. It's a big part of our culture, big part of our success for sure as a company. And what ResCom does, we provide on-site maintenance, janitorial, and carpentry services for the community association world. So essentially, those work orders that you need done, the cleaning of your clubhouse, the upkeep of your properties, that is what we do. So in a nutshell. So Lauren, you guys have been doing what you do for a very long time. And every single year, we come to budget season. Now, it's the beginning of it, but what can you tell other business partners that Rescom has learned is that can help them bring value to the managers, to their clients when budget season comes around? Good question. Budget season is definitely a busy time for everybody. It's the time when as service providers, business partners, we get the most inquiries for new contracts. I'm probably asking about renewals, trying to anticipate those types of things for sure. So From our perspective, the biggest question to ask that isn't asked often is, is the current contract that they have aligning with the community needs? As the communities age and as their needs change over time, they need to reevaluate kind of the overall services that they're receiving on a regular basis and decide if the current contracts they have aligned. I reached out to a couple of clients this morning, actually, where we see a need for possibly an increase in the the day-to-day service frequency that they have at their community. And that's something we're going to be discussing with them upon renewal. So not just sending a proposal for the services kind of on a repeat basis. It's really important when it makes sense to sit down and kind of discuss how things are going and see if there's a change that's necessary. Sure. I mean, a lot of people's budgets are kind of getting blown up a little bit right now. It's an atypical year where things are climbing very, very rapidly. So how are you handling those types of situations where there are going to be increases? How does your client base react to that? What do you guys do? Yeah, you know, increases are tough for everybody and everybody's feeling them. And that's kind of the message that I try to share. We understand 
the, the associations are getting hit with an increased request across the board, right? On the insurance side, on their landscaping, on their maintenance, on their pools, all those things are, they cost more money to operate these days. And what I just remind them is we're not alone in that. Rescom and companies that are providing those services are getting those increases as well. In your personal life, things are more expensive to maintain. Um, for the clients that are having larger increases from us than usual, um, definitely reaching out early enough to have that discussion so it's not such a, a sting. I don't like to just blindly send something with a larger increase than normal without a discussion. And just definitely kind of talking through some of those parameters and, and determining the best way to approach that with them is, is key. Yeah. I like that approach a lot. And I think not enough business partners are doing it. So I very much value your, your input there. And I'm sure managers across the country would agree with your statement there. But in your line of work, what's the biggest cost driving factor, so to speak? Where does the increase come from primarily? Yeah, so the two areas that we're seeing the largest increase is wages and having employees. We've had to do huge bumps across the board with respect to our employee packages, the hourly rates, things like that, to keep good employees to entice new employees to come on board so that we cannot take on new clients, things like that. So that's number one. And then insurance, which I'm sure you guys can relate to. Insurance is a huge thing in our world, liability, even minor things that we get involved with from a liability standpoint, it drives up the cost of our insurance every single year because we're physically performing the work and it's expensive to insure us. We're a, so that has, has changed drastically over the past several years. The human component is an expensive one, and, and so is the insurance component. But yeah, I think you pretty much got that one there. Those two factors are the ones that are on the rise the most right now. But as far as maybe some of the other factors that, that would drive up costs, how difficult is that to predict what's going on? How far out can you guys actually project and begin to communicate to your clients when they might be seeing an increase or something like that? So our standard, my standard outreach kind of internally starts about 90 days ahead of time. Okay. Um, most of our clients are, are at least considering it at that point. Uh, there are some times where we make some adjustments um, with respect to the contract dates and things like that to align with their fiscal budgets. Um, so sometimes I'm asked about that. Definitely this time of year, even if their contract's not up for another nine months, I'm getting questions about that. And in general, I would say the our recommendation across the board, which I'm sure most providers, the accountants, the attorneys are all recommending, is somewhere between 4 and 6% that coincides with the national economic inflation that's being recommended right now. And that's kind of where we're putting our sights as well for forecasting. So you've been doing it for over 10 years. And those conversations are not easy conversations when you have to sit down in front of the board of director and tell them that budget has to be revised and not in the right direction. How do you handle it? What's your tips? My tips are definitely be proactive with it. And I think from a service provider perspective, you need to be really confident in the, the ask. Certainly it's a little more challenging if there's service concerns and things like that. Those definitely need to be addressed. But the confidence factor and, and really just explaining in a very matter of fact, fashion, kind of the facts of where our money's coming from. I'm very transparent about what our overhead is, what we're looking to achieve from a, a profitability standpoint. So just honesty and transparency, I think is the best thing you can do. And don't be afraid to ask for that request, because unfortunately, if you don't feel confident or you're too afraid to lose 
the relationship over an increase that you know that you need as a company, you're just setting yourself up for failure anyway. Because then if your overall budget is too low or set too low for a particular client, you're not going to be able to achieve the service results that they need. So the one uh, thing I'd like to ask you is if you had a, a piece of advice for a younger professional that is jumping both feet in CAI, community association world, whether it's in our local market or across the United States, what would be your one good piece of advice? Well, I guess twofold. Um, one would be to, to definitely be involved, use the network that's available to you. Um, every business, good, bad, and different in our industry has a different model and a different culture. So if you only stay within kind of your bubble of, of that company, whether you love it or you hate it, you're not getting enough exposure and experience from others. And I think that helps kind of build your knowledge and your overall confidence as a, a new participant in this industry. And then just practice makes perfect. You've got to try some things that are, are uncomfortable. I definitely wasn't comfortable. I think I remember the first time that I was asked to, to speak. I was very, very nervous, but I did it. And now that's something that I get a lot of energy from is speaking to people and it doesn't really bother me anymore. And that goes for anything. I mean, if public speaking is not your thing, if, if going to a networking event isn't your thing, you know, find a buddy and, and just do it and try it and just keep doing that until you're feeling more comfortable and confident. Got it. So uh, on the show, I'd like to give our guests an opportunity to recognize somebody. For this particular episode, Lauren, I, I was excited. I want to hear the answers to this because I, I have known you for a number of years and I want to know who has been an influence in your career? Who, who has been somebody who's motivated you? Maybe a mentor of some sort? Who's affected you? Oh, don't say David. I was going to say, I hate to break it to you, Steve, but I'm pretty sure she's not going to say Steve Roger. Lauren, will you, will you share with our audience who has been an influence in, in your career? So that's a really good question. It's a tough question. I don't want to kind of give a canned answer necessarily, but honestly, I would have to say one of the biggest motivators and influencing in so far for me recently has been being part of, of CI and the FAST committee. That's something that I was asked to do several years ago to participate. I didn't know where it was going to go, but honestly, the people that are part of that group and that committee have been so just motivating and passionate about what we're trying to do, which is give back to so many different organizations and it's very empowering and it feels very good to do. And also the energy and the cheerleaders that we have in the industry and overall have given us a lot of kudos. Outstanding. Outstanding. Sorry, David. Sorry. It wasn't you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today, Lauren. It's a fantastic start to the week. It's sunshine. It's beautiful. And yeah. we had an amazing guest. Now to make your week better, dear viewers, Steve and I have a little challenge for you. Okay. If you have noticed during this live episode, we've seen a Tesla, a gray Tesla driving by Lauren's car a number of times. I would challenge anyone. The first person to give us the exact number of how many times that Tesla drove by will send you a JGS Tumblr. So please. Okay. Put it in the comments below. Tell us how many times the Tesla drove by, and then and then we'll go from there. Here he comes again. One more. One more. There we go. Right. That's that's the last one that counts. Anyway, all right. Well, thanks everybody. It was fun. We'll see you next week for the next thanks, episode. Guys. Thanks. Bye bye everyone. Thanks for listening to Community Association Car Chat Podcast. 
the number one nationally recognized community association video podcast. Go ahead and hit subscribe to get the latest podcast delivered straight to your phone or tablet each week. And remember, you can watch us live on LinkedIn every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Community Association Car Chat LinkedIn page.